Yo. Yo. Yo, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, for sure. Is AJ going to be on or not? Nah? No, nah, I forgot to tell him yesterday. We were playing Quiplash, late as fuck. I know, I, I, seen, uh, I seen that. I was like, God damn, dude. I, I had already been asleep for like an hour or more. Yeah. I didn't oh, get home till like bro. 3 in the morning. <laughs> Good old times at AJ's, dude. Yeah, I, uh, we I left there probably around like two two fifteen, but then you know I gotta drive home. Yeah, it takes like forty minutes to drive home from there. So I, oh, I fucking uh, I came home at three, and then like Bogue woke me up at seven. Oh hell no! And I went outside, you know, to the backyard, and I like took him out to go. I had to take a piss too, and then he just followed me out there. So we were both pissing in the backyard. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I came back in, and I just was like, "Fuck, bro!" Like that was only four hours of sleep, and I was like, "Bro, I can fucking get like another hour or two. In. <laughs> so I got nine at nine. I fucking woke up, and I've been up, and it's been like just unscrambling my brain from the deep, the tiredness. Yeah. I hear you. Dude, I took two and a half naps yesterday, dude. Yesterday. Not even lying. Like, me and Roche, Roche went to work, like, just before eight yesterday. And, like, we had the bad snow. And then, like, I started falling asleep right when you had hit me up that first time yesterday. Yeah. And then, uh, then that's when... Drogo got out, so I had to go chasing him all over Carlsbad. And then, uh, it went okay. Um, like, you know how you said it's snowing over there? It, yeah, dude, it's like 46 degrees today, so I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, I know how snow works, but I gotta ask this question like, uh, it fucking rains there randomly, or I mean, it snows there, yeah, dude. Like, when like you when guys live rains. in the middle of nowhere in the desert desertist yeah. area like I don't I don't imagine it fucking snowing oh dude so like when when it rains here it's it's a whole other kind of rain like it'll get like a monsoon but only for like 20 minutes fuck yeah straight up like a tropical storm and it will be that way for like 15 or 20 minutes and then the sky will just reopen back up and then it's over with like, like that's it. It's gone. And like the the what? Oh, that's Rache's been drinking. Yo, what up, Shay? Nothing much. What about you? Oh my god, straight from the bottle, right here, chilling. Sweet. <laughs> Bye, my love. Anyway, uh. So the sky will open back up and just pour, and then like an hour later, you will never know that it rained. Other than the ground's wet, that's it. But, and then like the city has absolutely no drainage, so if it rains really bad, the water just stays. Like for instance, there was a time in the summer where we got like four inches of rain in an afternoon. This is a lot, dude, for this area. And there was like a foot of water in some streets. And then it was a hundred degrees outside, and the water took like a day to evaporate, like <laughs> all of it. And everyone here loses their mind when it's not like sunny and perfect weather out. 
So when it's un- ungodly hot. Yeah, and then on the flip side of that, yesterday, so it snowed, and I was like, Roche was like, I gotta go to work, and I was like, please be safe, because like the the number of accidents or like fender benders, whatever, goes up by like twelve hundred percent. Bruh. On days of any weather, it's stupid, dude. It's so dumb. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it snowed and obviously like Albuquerque and, and places of that nature and Santa Fe, they got like nine inches of snow or something in the last couple of days. So they just they just be getting just stormed on. And then places in Texas, like um, I had some stuff that I was having shipped out in like the northern tip of Texas and they totally got weather delayed. So, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like it was supposed to get here Friday, like afternoon or midday, and it's still not here now. And it's not going to get here until at least probably the third. So yeah, the, the snow came down and then like we had the opposite this morning where it was like obviously cold overnight, but then there was no snow, but like all our cars were all frosted over, you know what I'm saying? All like iced up and stuff. Whereas yesterday there was none of that, but there was snow. So I don't know, man. Dumb. Fuck, bro. No, yeah. it, it it's been cold over here, but I mean, actually, actually, it was cold. And like, if you stand in the sun, it's not cold, you know. Yeah. But like in Fontana, it's fucking windy, and it was fucking cold last like, oh, two days, three days or so. Yeah, if you get cold and the wind, and those just they don't mix, dude. Yeah, and like yesterday, yesterday I was working out in the garage, and like I busted a little sweat, but like in between working out just a little bit, like I took a breather, and I was like already not sweaty. <laughs> and you like in the yeah. summer or just before when I first started, like it was hot. No. That was just like sweating, just being in the garage. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh yeah. Where you gotta like crack that mother open so that way you don't pass out. Yeah. Yeah, but fucking um, yeah, it's cold, bro. Like I like I have sweats and a shirt. You know, not that I don't work, but like I've been working out with shorts and like yeah. sometimes not a shirt depending on how hot it is. But um, yeah, like the last couple of times I've been working out. Like I didn't work out that week of Christmas or the week before because I was sick. Yeah. Uh, I ended up losing weight uh, during that fucking that episode of of sickness. Oh yeah, like if you're not eating and you're shitting your guts out constantly, and then like all you're really doing is being able to to have liquid water. Yeah, I was just shitting that water, but uh, no, dude. Uh, <laughs> like. I hadn't been in the garage, like, probably, you know, not a bunch of days, but it had been, like, a, a, like not, like, it just felt like it had been a week that I wasn't out there, and the temperature just dropped, dude, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cold over here. Like, last night, I was leaving uh, AJ's, it was, like, 40 degrees, and I, like, was in my car trying to figure out the heater real quick. Cause I don't uh-huh. really don't really roll with the heater on like in the car, you know. Yeah. 
Like it's not it's not to the point where your windows are frosted. It's just cold, and then yeah. and the wind doesn't let the frost stick to the windows. So to the walls. It just basically was. It was just you know cold. <laughs> oh, this this was a new thing for me living here. Rache had to give me a tool that looks like um. A scraper? Yeah, a shower curtain rod. It's got a scraper and brush on one side, and then it's got, like, a, just a scraper on the other. Like, a straight-up scraper. And I've never had to use that before, because, like, you know, obviously when it got cold and, you know, your windows would fog up, that's one thing. But, like, there have been times where, like, my windows are just completely frosted over and I have no choice but to spend the seven minutes to scrape all the ice off. And while I'm warming my car up, defrosting the windows, because if I get in there and I, I'm not going to be able to see shit, dude. So like that's that, that happened to me one time when I was working at the gas station where I didn't know. And I had to drive to work because Roche was at work when I left and that there was like nothing I could do. So I had to literally drive, with my window down, with my head sticking out the window, like three quarters of a mile or less away from, that's where I was working at the gas station from the apartment we were living at at the time. So I had to drive at like 3.30 in the morning with my my window down. It was like 20 degrees outside. I was freezing my ass off and I was trying to see where I was going, not to hit nothing. And I made it, I made it but yeah, like, it's nuts, dude. Bro. It's crazy bro. shit. Fucking out of control. <laughs> well, at least, well, at least if you have the window down, rolling around in the fucking sub, sub, sub temperatures, like you're not gonna fall asleep. Yeah. Oh no, no. Like the only time you're at risk of falling asleep when it's that cold outside is like you're dying of hypothermia and it's over. You know. No, the only re- so. the only real risk is falling asleep behind the wheel with the fucking the brisk heater fucking warming <laughs> you up and falling asleep like mid road, like getting so comfortable. Oh, dude! Like you, I, like I used that. to do in the passenger seat. Yeah, that little that little shitbox Honda that I moved down here with, dude. That car, I mean, I it barely. First of all, it barely made it here, dude. I got rammed off the highway by by a big rig, so it barely made it here, dude. And like, it didn't last all the way through the first winter because like it had no heater. Do you remember that? It had no AC. <laughs> All you could do was turn on the defroster, and then the air that was coming out of the vents would, would would be what would defrost the windows. And then, and then the passenger window didn't roll down in that beast, and it just do that. That car was a good car; it served me a good purpose for a number of years. But when it was done, I tried hanging on to that car probably about six months too long, and it was just problem after problem after problem. And uh, the dude that I ended up selling it to, I sold it for like a thousand bucks, dude, or twelve hundred. Total garbage human being that I sold it to. He was like, he gave me this whole sob story. He's trying to get his life together and all this stuff. So he, I know better than it, but I I decided to take payments for it. He never gave me like the last two hundred fifty bucks for it. But I ended up finding out like six months after he bought it from me that he was racing it towards El El Paso. And he blew up. I think he blew a head on it, and he he got caught like an hour and a half out of town, and he had to drive it like forty miles an hour all the way back, and he barely made it back to town. Bro, 
yeah. So that that happened, and I never saw him again, dude. And he, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the deal was, but me and Rache, like a year later, dude, like almost a, a year ago now, like we were already living at this house when it happened. Um, the dude that I sold it to, his brother-in-law, he hit me up one day and was like, "Hey, man, I want to know if you're, if if you you know have the title to this." The, to the Honda and you know what what the circumstances surrounding it are and I let him know it was a salvage title I bought it from a friend that guy which was Jake and Daisy they bought it from someone and that guy bought it from someone so I was like this you could just let it go and uh so he paid me out of pocket the like 200 bucks that his brother-in-law owed me for the car and then I gave him the title and I signed it you know, Jake and Daisy, I hit them up like, hey, this is what's going on. So in case this ever comes back to you guys, you know, I have proof that I sold it. And I'm pretty sure he just took it to a chop shop and got like 500 bucks out of it or whatever. <laughs> took the transmission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there was good parts in there. Like the dude that owned it before Jake and Daisy, he put like performance shocks and But dude, it was a crap car. I mean, there was more put into that car than it was even worth, dude. I mean. And and then you know with with the mechanic that you have out there that you used to use, you went. We had to put like five hundred bucks into it like three months before I moved, dude. So it was like I was not about to put another thousand or more into it. We just let it go, and then we got my little silver car that I got now. Right. And uh, that car, dude, it's done me nothing but wonders. I haven't had no issues with it at all. So in a couple years, when when we decide to upgrade and potentially move then maybe we'll look at a bigger one or, you know, upgrade, get a new car, trade mine in, give that one to get a, Rache, and Get a fucking it. van. Well, dude, uh, actually me and, and I, they actually, the first, I mean, once you see, once you unsee it, you can never see it again. But like the Jeep Renegade, I thought looked like, um, like a, like a 2018 soccer mom. You know what I'm saying? Like modern day soccer mom or soccer dads, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but I, we actually really, really grew into liking those cars cause they're cheap, dude. They start at like 18,000, which isn't bad for a brand new fucking car. Let's be honest, dude. And they range from like 18 to 27, but that's like high end, you know, work grade leather seats, you know, LEDs, Bluetooth front, front facing, rear facing cameras, like the whole nine dude shit that we're never going to need. And uh, and then, like, you know, rugged tires and all this crazy shit. So I'm like, we started looking at those cars. So we're, I, I, I would like to uh, surprise Rache with one, maybe in a couple Christmases. But we're, we're going to get through fixing up the house now and not going to worry about that till, till probably till around the time we move. Bro, we start getting speaking, kids of, speaking of cars and fucking wants and needs of cars, bro. Like, I don't know if you were paying attention to my Snapchat today. I was having the Victoria Gardens and fucking, I walked into a... Oh, the, the Tesla. I've been seeing posts about it, actually, on Instagram. Yeah, the Tesla car dealership, bro. Dude, the fucking cars are out of this fucking world, bro. Expensive? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they're expensive now, but I mean, when I'm gonna get a car another new car in five or six years from now, I'm probably going to get a Tesla. 
No mames. By then they'll be down in price, so but it'll be like forty thousand, and I'm gonna just get one. Just get one. Is it true they're making like a, a SUV type Tesla? Yeah, I, that's what I. That's what I was gonna tell you. That's exactly where I was heading with this because I had I had only thought that there was like just like the racing versions of the Teslas, or I don't know, they're not racing, but the, you know what I mean, those kind of cars. Yeah. Like. Like the fancy cars you always see on TV with the two two doors or four doors, like yeah. the sportyish looking cars. And I thought that's all the only cars that Tesla makes, but they have a fucking like a, a suburban SUV one. And I like got into it and looked at it and everything, bro. And it's fucking legit. You're you're legit in a fucking spaceship, bro. <laughs> all right, so quick quick heads up. I am I'm listening and I'm still talking, but. Remember, I told you I was making bread. Right, what the like fuck? What, what prompted you to try to make homemade bread? What the fuck? Well, dude, actually, I know it's I relatively mean, easy. You just gotta let it, the yeast and shit rise. Yeah. But oh, what possessed I, you to do to this? Be, to be fair, um, I've, since I moved, I've gotten a little bit into more do-it-yourself stuff. Obviously, we still eat like because I fucking work so much. Um, we still eat a lot of like pre-made or processed stuff just because it's fucking dude when, when you work like Roche and I both do and we get very limited time together the last thing either of us want to do every night of the week is is cook like for an hour when we're only getting two hours together you know what I'm saying right. like, we found some stuff that we like anyway that's way beside the point um, we got into making bread, dude, and I found out that I'm actually pretty all right at it. I mean, I've only done it a handful of times, so there's that. But um, a lot of the recipes for the bread that we make, or I made like tortillas and shit, and I made like some breads. Um, the recipes that we like, they're only like four items, dude. Like the flour, yeast, warm water, olive oil, or like. Some like most of the most of the bread we make is vegan, so it's like no no eggs, none of that shit. So unless I want to have like something special or whatever it is, like the one that I made today is called focaccia bread, which it's an Italian bread. So living up to our roots here, but um, I don't know. Like I seen a recipe and I was like, I'm gonna make it. We have all the shit, so. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, there I am. So, this one is a is a rice bread. It's a sheet sheet pan. And so, like when I was telling you earlier, that was like middle of the first rise, and I was like, you gotta like really get in hands on and shit in it. And uh, anyway, I don't know how it started, but here I am, and it's super easy. It's the first time I'm making it, but I'm making it. So, I'm not not entirely sure, but. I think headed headed into the new year, I wanna I wanna take a step back from a lot of the shit that we've been putting into our body and try to focus more on like. I mean, dude, I'm never gonna stop eating meat, but <laughs> Bro, they, got into like, we're, dude, we'll go like a month without having any meat at all, like other than eggs, which obviously still counts. Still counts as like your, you know, animal sourced protein. But I mean, dude, like, 
I've, I'm actually really proud of what we've been able to do as far as like eating super clean and all that. Like I, I do want to get back into the gym. That's, that's my big one. Cause I've fucked off the last, this whole year, dude, almost like I hate, you know, saying like having the excuse, like work this, work that. And I'm just fucking tired of it, dude. I am like, obviously I'm not going to quit my job. It's, it's helping our life and our, you know, our comfortable lifestyle. But at the same time, it's like, I need to stop making excuses Granted, I have been working a lot, and I'm probably gonna work a lot this whole fucking year too. Yeah, those two things kind of go hand in hand. So I fucked off the gym, and then like we weren't eating as good as we should, and then we got back to eating pretty all right. And so I wanna, I wanna fucking kickstart it off right, because dude, there were, if you remember, like the last nine months or so that I lived in California and working with you, like I, I made my own meals every day, which I still do, but. Like, when my work, they cater food and shit. They'll have, like, burritos and fucking pizza and all this shit. And like, it's not as easy for me to say no now because it's fucking right there. And I'm, I'm always in a crunch for time. So, here I am. So, what I'm trying to do is learn how to make our own shit. So, that way, you know, maybe I can find myself to be good at it one day and be able to go one entire day. You know, days and whatnot off of food that we make and you know shit shit of that nature that we don't you know need meat or whatever it is but my god you're creeping around the corner who Rache you talking about me no talking about us we're talking about making homemade bread that shit is delicious bro Uh, hold on hold on hold on so over over Christmas, right? Uh, we went over, went over. Hey, what the fuck are you doing, Bo? <laughs> this this motherfucker just spilled his whole bowl of dry dog food. What the fuck? <laughs> Why'd you do that? A little shit, dude. Why'd you do that? Anyways, uh, we were talking about diets and stuff because they're like, oh, it looks like you've been losing weight and this and that. Like, what are you eating? What are you not eating? What are you doing? I'm like. The the diet, my diet has been what it's been. Obviously, I've re-honed in on it since I stopped eating at Baker's like once a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With, you with, can't fuck with Baker's, dude. With, uh, you know, the the past. I'm just going to refer to her as that, the past. Uh-huh. Um, like I re-honed in on like not eating fast food again. Yeah, like I really haven't um, at all. I think I fucked up a couple times. I had Buffalo Wild Wings like initially, way back when, and then just I mean, but it's minimal. The fast food is minimal, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah. I just don't eat fast food. I don't drink sodas and shit. And literally, the the weight loss is like directly attributed to fucking just working out and just maintaining this, the steady diet like that I have and they're like yeah. oh well we've been doing this and I'm like look like I only eat like if I'm working on a normal work day like once I get back into it like right now I don't count it because sometimes I've been, I've been eating like brunches and shit but when I get back to things and it's like full work all the time usually I just start the morning off with the, like the naked juice uh-huh. or um 
you know, a fig Newton in a water or pressed by kind or uh, a vegan cookie or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's how I, that's what I eat. I eat that. And then, you know, usually I skip lunch, but I have like, I'll get home at like five. That's why I'm skipping lunch. Uh-huh. I get home at five. Usually there's something here to eat. So I'll eat at that point. Yeah. I don't eat no more like late as fuck either. Like, I'm not eating that late anymore. Yeah. I'm like, I only eat like one and a half or, you know, if you want to consider two meals a day instead of the three. And they were like, oh, well, you know, like, I'm like, look, I don't like, you could count calories and you could eat like a grape in the morning and you could eat like a banana at lunch and then a fucking semi decent dinner. I was like, it's, I'm, it's literally doing the, it's, you're literally doing the same thing. If you yeah. eat twice a day, if you eat once a day, or if you eat like three, like tiniest of tiny meals. Yeah. Like, it's up to you. Like, obviously, you don't want to starve yourself. But I was like, but then again, you have to, sometimes fasting is required for doctors and shit anyway. So, yeah. You could skip a whole day of food if you really wanted to. Anyways, uh, they were talking about, they were like, oh, like, how much weight have you lost in this now? Like, I, I don't know. I was like, I don't got a good number because I just lost, like, I was, like, right at 270. And yeah. I, was, like, I just, like, got over, like, being sick and shit. I was like, I lost, like, 12 pounds. Yeah. And I'm still right at, like, like I bounced back because I had to eat, dude. Like, I was starving. I'm, like, at 275 right now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, to get to to get to 200. But I was like, but by summer, I want to, I want to uh, be at like 240 or something. Like, and I think that's doable. I should get to that before summer. I was like, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up going and uh, I'm gonna go skydiving. That's like a big goal. That's a big goal going into 2019. I want to skydive. Like, I want to just... Fucking do it. Fucking do it. Just jump out of a plane. Out in, out in Elsinore? Yeah, yeah. Over there, skydive Elsinore, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I also want to ride a hot air balloon because I see that shit all, all the time over there in Temecula and I want to ride one. Yeah. Just to get up there and just do it. Just to fucking, like, be in a hot air balloon. Just to say I did it. And they're not, that's not expensive if you go with somebody. It's only like 150 yeah. bucks. I mean that is expensive, but I mean you get the you get the hot air balloon, you get uh breakfast, and you get uh they do some other shit there too. I, I looked into it one time, but anyways, back back to uh they were talking about you know the Joanne and all them were talking you know my Nina and you know were talking about that they've been baking shit without flour. What the fuck? They've been using almond flour and, and, and coconut oil, which okay. allegedly is like you could bake like a whole cake on almond flour and it'd have like zero calories or whatever. Oh, shit. But I guess these cakes and these cookies that they like, allegedly they're tasteless. That's the that's the catch. Yeah. Like they're they're tasteless. Like they don't have no fucking. Like, it's just eating cardboard and then whatever you put on the cardboard, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you eat it with the soup or whatever. Yeah, I was like, well, 
the bread and stuff like that, I don't think is that bad, you know, like, I was trying some of it, like, this, this, this fucking, and they're on this diet called the keto, the keto diet, I don't know, it's all vegetables and meat, yeah, yeah, the keto diet, and I was like, I'm not on a particular diet, I'm just on the, like, I'm on a more natural, if I, if I am close to any diet, it's the paleo diet, like, Mixing berries and uh, eggs and you know meat, more a more natural state of food. Yeah, that's what I believe. Like, like the Israelites never saying that they're not they don't eat they're not eating potatoes and shit right now. I'm like, well, potatoes come from the earth. Obviously, if you eat a potato, one potato a day every day, like it's not gonna harm you. I don't believe. Yeah. Neither neither do carrots. Neither do you know berries and shit like that. Like. Obviously, you can, you have access to getting potatoes every day, which is not healthy for you. If you just sit down and eat like fucking bashed potatoes every day, but nobody does that. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't do that, like not at all. Like that's how I know the like those diets don't really make sense. Like you can't just cut out a potato because people have been eating that for like centuries. Like can't do that. You can't just cut out yeah. eggs either. Like that's what you can't just do that. Like out of certain diets. Like, that's why I, like, it's just a more natural shit. And I'm, like, trying to get back to it, like, once the holidays is officially over and I can really hone, dial in and hone in again, like, I'm gonna get back to all that bullshit, like, salads and more natural shit. And I definitely no, no, no fast food. And alcohol is, like, done with me, too. I'm not, not trying to rage no more. Yeah, for real. The the first time I heard about this the keto diet was from Vince from the Acacia Strain. Like him and Devin, the the guitarist, they both posted on their Instagram over Wolf Tour last year, and uh, Vince had mentioned like because like like I said, now at work, like all I do is watch like the 50 minute Acacia Strain videos or one in particular from uh, uh, Twin Cities, Idaho, I think, or Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know where the hell they're at, but it's called the Parkway, I think. And there's a video. It's the last day of tour for the, the, the continent tour. The, the one that they did with after the burial. Okay. They, they talk about, well, he's uh, Vince specifically talks about how like, over the last couple of years, he's gone through a transformation and then you take that. And then, you know, what he talked about him and Devin, they're talking about, um, dude, there was a time Vince said he was pushing like 310 pounds. And, uh, I don't know. He's fucking super. skinny as fuck right now. Yeah. Cause like, he's always been tall, but he was big dude. He was, he was just a big fucking guy. And, uh, he was like, there came a time when like, he will literally feel like dying immediately or even during his sits because like he just, he was like, you know, you're in a van a lot of the day, you know, you build up bad circulation from that because you're sitting all day. And then you immediately show up to a venue after 12 hours of laying and sitting and, you know, changing your posture to like, you're expected to be on your A game, even though practically you've only been awake like an hour is what is what he said his body felt like. So then you get up on stage and you just yell and then you just feel like shit, you know, and then after the show you have 
uh, <laughs> potato salad, hard boiled eggs, and hot sauce. He's like, you just you do that for fucking years and gas station burritos and shit. He's like, you do that for years, you know. He's like, I was actually he said something along the lines that he was surprised he hadn't had a heart attack with as much as he was pushing his body, just treating it like dog shit. And uh, bro, that's even ama- more amazing. Uh, he's straight edge, and motherfuckers do that aren't straight edge fucking do all of that. And they're snorting coke and they're fucking oh, popping dude. pills. I'm surprised ODs don't happen or they're not more common. In like well, right, right now, rock yeah. rock stars and underground rap stars, you know. Yeah, I had read. Uh, uh, it was like a, it was like a hardcore state of the union. It was like for sum up 2018 and 29 or 2017, 2018. Um, bands and touring bands and all this stuff like. A lot of bands have gone more towards uh, Instagram than Facebook, and then they've gone more towards like releasing singles in the middle of summer and springtime. Like a perfect example that this article brought up was this band called Architects, and it's they are more they're more they are heavy, but they're also more chill. You know what I'm saying? I and I actually I had heard them a number of years ago, but then their guitarist, his name was Tom Searle, I think. He died, and they wrote a song as more of like not like I mean obviously it was dedicated to him, but it was more like attributed from the circumstances surrounding him, and then attributed to him. And that song is called Doomsday. And actually, the first time I heard it, the singer of the Ghost Inside, that dude Jonathan Vigil, he posted it on his Instagram, and he was talking about how like that song was just the lyrics of that song are are fucking like powerful and shit it's a good song it's actually a really good song well that band uh this article talked about that band in particular uh, like they were unsure if they were going to put out another record but they wanted to keep making music and a lot of bands are in that place right now because the financial situation of touring constantly and they brought up drugs and you know sex and fucking alcohol and shit and they're saying like a lot of these bands right now that are they're the notorious partiers, quote unquote, of like these the scene. That a lot of them are because of the financial strain. A lot of them, you know, if they're hailing from New York, they move to like Wisconsin or whatever, somewhere still on the East Coast or mm-hmm. greater coast, I guess, where it's cheaper to live. And they have like viable options for drug use while they're on tour. But if not, all they really do is just get smashed drunk because a lot of the venues have, like, alcohol and food for them. And uh, it just talked about how, like, this is the best time in the last couple of years, probably the last five years, to be in music, to be touring. And, you know, it's it's there's some financial freedom, quote-unquote. But the downside of that is in order to stick your name out there, you either have to be like way established or touring constantly, which a lot of bands that are well established aren't necessarily touring all the time. And then a lot of bands that are touring all the time aren't necessarily established. And uh, then, you know, obviously started talking about like, you know, your Oceanos of the world, your Keisha strains, your bands that you see quite a number. So like right now for me, the one band regularly, yeah, starting to regularly see is that band left behind. You see, oh, dude, that's behind as well. 
Yeah, no, they are. They're fucking nasty, dude. That them, them dudes are nasty. And uh, they actually, I was telling Rashid, they played in Albuquerque, or they played in no, they played in Lubbock, Texas. Well, that's where they're, Dece- they're from, Texas, somewhere. Yeah, they played December the second in Lubbock, and that's like four hours from us, dude. And uh, I was like, "Fuck, man, if I'd have known." And then uh, I was I was telling a couple coworkers of mine on Friday. Or on Thursday? I don't remember what day. But there's this place in El Paso. It's called the Rock House Bar and Grill. Um, I just started following them on Facebook because they don't have an Instagram. They don't have a website. They don't have none of that shit. They just have their Facebook. Well, they have shows there every now and then again randomly. Me and Rache have been there. We went and saw this band called Trove there, who was uh, the mem- some members of Vanna. And it was their new band and shit. And uh, randomly, like, December the 21st, the day of the Bleeding Through show. And I had a half day and I could have made it to, to either one. Oh, we, my goal was would have been for Bleeding Through, obviously. But just work and finances couldn't swing that. But this this place had Rings of Saturn there randomly, dude. What the I have no idea. I have no idea why. It's a bar, dude. It's a shitty dive bar with food and, you know, grill and all that shit and beer uh, rings of saturn played there with like uh Larner it shore? Was, it a... huh with larner shore it might they might have been dude they might have been and then it was like rings of saturn lorna shore or someone and then that band the last 10 seconds of life and them dudes are fucking wild as shit and it was it was so random i was like no one even talked about this but yeah it went they came through a Paso, dude and uh yeah, hold on. I had seen I had seen Rings of Saturn in uh, a band you had just mentioned, uh, the last eight seconds alive or whatever, and somebody else. And I looked at that tour because, like, I was like just looking on Spotify because you know how it says like they're playing. Yeah, and they played in somewhere in LA that I've never heard of ever. <laughs> they played in Long Beach or or Los Alamitos or Still Beach or somewhere over there at a place I've never heard. And then they played in Laguna de Gal or Costa Mesa at a place <laughs> I never heard. Never heard before. Probably a shitty VF hall or something. <laughs> and, I'm, and I was thinking like even if you liked Rings of Saturn, right? Or if you liked and I think it was Northern Shore. Even if you like those bands, what would possess you to go to these fucking places that no other band ever fucking tours? Ever. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like that is some that is some crazy shit. Like like where we're at, you know, you, you got you know, I talked about it in another podcast. You got you got the show or you had a showcase. You had the glass house, you have the Fox Theater, you have the chain reaction, you have you know, like several small, you know, venues, but that are that are known that people go to. Yeah. Um. And then you get to the ones that randomly have, you know, metal shows, but they aren't really noticed. You know, they're not really known for that. Like, like the Fox Theater. Yeah. The Fox Theater every every now and then, you know, hosts a badass metal show, but like it's they're not that's not what they do. 
yeah. every now and then, you know, in Riverside, there's metal shows that roll through, but it's sparingly sparse. Yeah, like fucking Azalea Dime playing at Romano's Lounge. Yeah, like that that place randomly gets metal shows here and there. And there's other places like that, but then, they, like, you take that, right? Like, like I have common knowledge of the places around here. Yeah. And then you just have to, like, take into consideration that, like, Rings of Saturn or any other random metal band plays at these fucking places in, like, Huntington Beach. <laughs> yeah. and, like, bro, who the fuck even goes to, like, these places? Like, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, it don't make no sense to me. For real, dude, like, that, that, that is, like, a hardcore thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right. They're big enough. They're big enough to have a show in a random place, but not big enough to have it at like, you know, what would be like your Great Western Forum or like, like if you. I started to notice a lot of tours and a lot of bands, only but seldom, are they going through like a House of Blues. Most of the time, they'll go like the Observatory. They'll go to your Glass Houses. They'll go to your your Soma San Diego's, but like not so common anymore. <laughs> Like a, the uh, observatory uh, the observatory is not common at all. I go to the observatory like once a year. Yeah. And even even in the olden days, like a bands full on skip that fucking venue. <laughs> and I would only go to it like less than once a year. Like I in the olden days I only went there to go see like California Metal Fest one time. Uh that was it. I mean, I, there was like a, a show or two other other ones that I went to go see there, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I remember we went there like three times in one year, though. That was well, what, when the showcase went down, the, the observatory picked up some slack, but so did the glass house, and so did the chain reaction. But uh, yeah, I still can't. I still can't convince myself to go fucking to like some other random dive bar in fucking in Seal Beach to go watch a band play. Like, that's just totally <laughs> fucking... Yeah. It's almost as if the band is like, okay, you're you know, you're our homie, so you're just going to watch... It's almost like a backyard show at the fucking bar. Like, yeah. it's them and there's 20 homies and you. Like, why would you, do, why would you put yourself in that situation, you know? <laughs> it reminds me a lot of, like, the nitty-gritty like when they would have like impending doom there randomly or they had four today there before or they had uh i don't know one of the other shitty bands but like or they had a mirror there one time so the first time i ever saw a mirror was there and they did it they had a show without frankie and uh i was like what is the mirror even doing here dude <laughs> right isn't that so weird yeah like i said it's a hardcore thing dude like one time there's a church in Redlands, dude, and it's, I want to say, there's a, you take like the, it might have been off the 210, actually, now I think about it, or maybe it was off the 10. As a matter of fact, um, you went to Jose's wedding, yeah? Yeah. What, what, do you remember roundabout where that was at? Because the, the, there's a movie theater close to there. Yeah, actually, I'm going to Redlands later today. Oh, shit. What's going on over there? Uh, I'm gonna go watch uh, at the Harkins Theater. I'm gonna go watch Spider Verse. Oh shit! At seven thirty tonight. Is it a that's a dive a dining or a dining? Yeah, or it's not? one of those. It's like one of those full on ones. 
I know where it's at. I've been there, but um, well, I've been. I'm not in the movie theater, but I've been like in that area. Yeah, Redlands has their own Victoria Gardens. They, they built it not that long ago. Oh shit! Because I think I remember when when me and Roche or Roche and I visited, you were like, "Well, there's two showings at theaters that are supposed to be dinner." Like oriented, and Dude, then... that, every theater now has a dining experience. Yeah. Well, like the first time I went with you, Shay and Adam to go watch Jurassic World, that was the first time. But now that I've that that's happened, I got that out of my way. Yeah. Like, I've been to the the dining dinner experience, movie experience, like now, like three or four times since then. Yeah. Like I went to go watch uh, uh, Predator, like that. I went to go watch uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I went to go watch um, Creed with Adam. We didn't eat anything, but I mean, we had the full-on reclining seats and all that bullshit. Yeah. Like I watched now. Like I've noticed, like that's a big thing. Like everybody's doing it, and now and then every movie theater now sells alcohol. Like, not yeah. That. I'm gonna go get fucking thrashed at a movie theaters, but I mean, you could pick up. There's Austin. Yeah, that was that was before the the dining happened. Now everybody does the dining as well, so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, that's dope, dude. Like, we went to we went to for Knockloose and and Beartooth and Silar. We went to Albuquerque, and the concert was Friday. We went Saturday at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And we went and watched. Uh, what the fuck did we watch there? We watched First Man with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Crazy movie. Ryan Gosling, bro. Yeah. Dude, um, dude, dude. Wait, wait. Before, before we get into any more movies, I don't know how we got to the Spider Verse. What the fuck going on with the goddamn Giants, bro? What happened? Are they getting their dick kicked off or what? No. Uh, the guy jumped over the fucking... No, he fumbled that bitch. The guy jumped over the fucking <laughs> whole entire crowd with the one ball in his hand. And, like, somebody knocked it loose from his hand. Went right to the Cowboys players and they fucking ran out with it. Dude, the, the Giants are winning 31-28. Dak Prescott's crying. Well, Giants I don't red. know if it's being reviewed right now, but we'll see. Oh, maybe he crossed the goal line. Anyways, this is, uh, this is third and goal. Dude, heading into the new year, right? Like, nah, that's a touchdown, dude. That's a touchdown. I just, I'm just watching it now. It's a touchdown. He crossed the plane, and then like mid plane, the ball got knocked. Yeah, the guy hand. knocked the ball loose, and it went right to a cowboy dude. Like stupid ass shit. That's some Raiders shit, bro. The the Raiders might turn their shit around, <laughs> and the Giants might turn into the Raiders. Going forward, <laughs> yeah, bruh. Because once he once Eli's gone, bro, even though he plays shitty, once he's gone, bro, they're gonna have they're gonna struggle at the quarterback position forever. Dude, I remember I got a I got a buddy of mine who's a Saints fan. Dude, when the and, Saints lose Drew Brees, they're gonna go into fucking yeah. One he was like, again. He was convinced this past week. Oh, the Saints they're not gonna lose steam. They not. They got Teddy Bridgewater. He's a solid quarterback. Nah. Like nah, like he's—they're not gonna lose steam, bro. They're gonna—they're gonna roll into the off season, or to the postseason, and they're gonna be full head of steam. Team's gonna set a precedent. They are getting their dick kicked off right now, thirty-three to seven. 
Dude, the Jets getting smacked around all of New York right now. No, they're they're in uh they're in uh in New England. New England. Because the Giants are home. I'm like I'm like oh I'm my God, watching on TV. Bro, no. But... Jose is crying, dude. Jose is crying. Oh yeah, dude. His fucking slackers are fucking firing their coach mid season. I don't even know why. They are losing thirty one to zero right now. To the they're Lions? Yeah, with bro, two minutes bro. left to go in the fourth. Bro, I'm glad Aaron, I'm did, glad that that's not the last game of the season that I have to watch. Did Aaron Rodgers get hurt or what? Because it says he's yeah, three he, five. he left, but I think he just they just pulled him out, bro. There's no point in him playing. Oh, they got they got baby Deshaun Kaiser, dude, ex Browns alum right there. Like, and I was talking about, I was like, dude, the Raiders have four wins today. We're gonna play Kansas City. I don't know what the outcome is gonna be, but we won one. We won Monday night. That may or may not be our last game in Oakland. It, yeah. It's looking more like it is, it is the last game because that's how the Raiders, the Raiders organization treated it. Yeah, as like the last game, and they even had extra. They had extra police. They had all the you know the works for it to be like the last game, even though they didn't say it. The city, the city is suing the NFL and the Raiders, and the Raiders are moving and. I think the NFL just might pull the plug on Oakland and be like, okay, the Raiders, we have one, we have this next season is the only season we have in limbo. Cause after that, we're officially 2020, we're going to be in, in Vegas. Like it's just, this, yeah. it's just this year coming up where we're going to play for the year. Now I think Mark Davis is going to stay up North. We may, we may share the stadium with the 49ers for a season, or we might play at, the San Francisco Giants Stadium, yeah, the baseball team stadium, or we may play at a college up there. But it's not without the question that we go down to San Diego to play for a season, or that we end up in Las Vegas for at a pick. The LNM or UNLV, yeah, they got it. I thought they had a football stadium. Well, I think they do, but I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what's the deal with. Because that's, I heard going to Vegas at the college is like the last of the options, and that's and it's only because it's something to do with the size of the stadium and the parking and some other bullshit. Bro, if they could make, well, here, here's the thing, man. Like, yes, the Raiders Stadium is old and crusty. I get it, bro. It's aged. I mean, even even when we went to go watch the Browns there. Like, I get it. It's age, dude. I mean, yes. Not denying that. But, like, I feel like the experience there is what, to me, counts the most. Because, like, I mean, granted, I haven't been to every fucking stadium ever. I've only been to that one. But San Diego one, too. San Diego was oh, yeah. pretty bad as well. Yeah. And, okay, so that, that is fair. And I, I did forget about that. We did go watch the the Browns and Chargers for like 30 bucks for two tickets, dude. <laughs> Bro, what you, what you had to take into consideration is like the Giants have a new stadium. Uh, the Cowboys have a new stadium. The Patriots have a newer stadium. And we're playing in a stadium that's like was built in the fucking 40s or the 50s, bro. Like, yeah. It's just, it's just a different thing. Like, you know, I think the Texans have a newer stadium. Like, a lot of these teams have newer-ish stadiums. Well, the Vikings have, like, a brand-new stadium. The Vikings have a brand-new stadium. 
you know, a lot of these stadiums are newer. Like, we're like, there's only so many old ones. And not that that has anything to do with the Raiders or the way they play, but it's just like if you're a fan and you're good, you can't you can't charge more than like seventy five or hundred bucks to watch the fucking Raiders play in um in their current stadium, you know? Yeah. And and on top of that, like you know, it's just a football experience. Like you see all this bullshit on like all these other stadiums, how they are having like indoor clubhouses and like Jerry World Jerry World set pretty much how the NFL wants to be going forward. You know high end high end like shit. high a high end like shit indoor ish. You know, or retractable roof. Like the, that's what the NFL wants. And the Raiders were just in a position where their stadium was so old and so fucked up. Like, the NFL was like, look, you need a new stadium, but it's got to be a certain way, right? And that's just basically what happened. Like, they like the NFL pinched the city of Oakland. And the city of Oakland was like, nah, we're not going to sponsor this fucking team winning three games a season with, like, a billion-dollar fucking stadium. And that's just what, that's just what happened. <laughs> so, like, we're, we're the first team that that's happened to. We're, we're, but it's not that we're not the last one because there's other teams with some ancient-ass stadiums too, bro. Yeah. Like... There's other teams like the Jaguars is gonna come up sooner or later. Um, Tampa Bay eventually, probably like in another ten or fifteen years, is gonna have the same issue. Well, the, the Packers too. The, pa- fucking the stadium. Packers stadium is fucking ancient as fuck. Uh, you guys is your stadium too, bro? Like, it's it's old as fuck too. Like, there, there's well, it's old. But Reds, I believe the Redskins too, bro. There's, a, yeah. there's teams out there that like coming down the road in the next ten years, they're gonna have major fucking problems because the NFL is gonna want these fucking stadiums to be built the way they are, and these teams are this, some of them are sucky teams. How can you how can you throw a billion dollar stadium at a sucky team? Or multi billion dollar stadium? Like yeah, they're, they're they're only gonna go up. Uh, who knows, man. The Raiders are the first casualty, but so, and actually, the Rams were too. The Rams, you know, got out of their shit. Yeah, they're building a new stadium. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to go to a Los Angeles Rams game. To be honest with you, the tickets are going to be out of fucking control. Well, that's what the NFL wants, bro. Like they want to be able to charge like three hundred dollars a ticket to go watch a football game. Like for nosebleeds, that's what they want. They don't want like what the Chargers were doing, like thirty dollar tickets. It's not. That's not what they do. See the 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 Lakers and basketball teams can get away with that because they have eighty two games. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so can baseball. That's why baseball tickets sometimes you see like being offered at like seven dollars a fucking game. Well, it's because the motherfuckers have like a hundred games. <laughs> well, I actually think there's a hundred and sixty, a hundred, a hundred and thirty or hundred and sixty games depending on if you make the playoffs. Yeah. 
but and then you get half of those are home games, bro. You still get like fucking eighty home games, like it's ridiculous. So of course they gotta sell those tickets at that price. But yeah. in doing so, they make a shitload of money on actual physical attendance. The NFL does it because the NFL you only get eight home games and a game or two based on if you fucking make the playoffs. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense for them to be charging thirty dollars a ticket for eight games a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like money wise, it doesn't make any sense. But then again, who's gonna fucking spend three hundred dollars to watch a team play in like a stadium built in the fifties? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that's that's where the NFL is in this fucking dilemma of like, well, that's exactly what happened with the Raiders. Like the Raiders, were, the Raiders are the first of many teams that this is gonna happen to. Uh, you know what I mean? They just. I feel like. The NFL right now is in a pickle moving into 2019. And this is not even ignoring, uh, this is ignoring the whole like social complex that people are having with the NFL right now with the players kneeling and protesting and all that. that that's a whole other subject. That that subject could probably be a podcast on its own. Oh, that, that's not done yet. Trump, oh, no, Trump's no, going to run not. for president again in 2020 and it's just going to come right back up. Yeah, like I imagine it's going to be a... I imagine uh, he's not going to tap out before then. And I imagine that at some point, you know, once he starts running his campaign, he's going to start running his mouth again. He's going to start talking about uh, all that bullshit again. And yeah. it's going to stir It's probably going to be a, a, running, a running point for him. It's probably going to be something that he hounds on. And again, that's, that's neither here nor there. Not going to get into that because that... It just it turns into something that it clearly isn't, and for anyone to say that the protesting and whatnot is a goddamn racial issue, they're fucking idiot. And again, that's what it's become. So moving into 2019, I feel like the NFL still has this predicament on their hands, where you have half the people in the country that used to watch football. One would be myself included. I just haven't had the time, and you know, Roche doesn't particularly like. The players and their, the foosball. their yeah, but I think we came to a mutual understanding is you know the NFL is not full of bad people, and then in fact I feel like the NFL is full with a lot of people that chose to be vocal about you know shit that's going on in the United States right now. However, and to all for all argument intents purposes aside, I think the problem that the NFL is going to have moving forward is that they are now not only fighting themselves as far as, like, this, like, social issue, but in, as far as sports is concerned and as far as in the realm of sports is concerned, they have three parts of the country that dominate the market. You have L.A., you have Texas, and you have New York. The rest of the country, yes, they are football and sports-oriented, but you have a third of the major names in sports for the most part obviously every sport has stars all over the fucking planet but when you think of like the top five athletes in football the top five athletes in basketball the top five athletes in baseball all of them for the most part are in either new york la or texas like polarizing figures skilled players all that whatever it is whatever it is you want to consider and I feel like that's fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah, that's where the money's at, and I get that. But, I mean, dude, 
like you take it, you take the Raiders, for instance. They're moving out of California, and a matter of fact, one of the big things that are they really moving out of California? Are they? I don't. Feel I think like, they're gonna. I don't feel as it is. I don't feel it as if they are moving out of California. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like Nevada, and more specifically Las Vegas in particular, is like California's like cousin city. Yeah. Not, but and it's just that way. Like we grew, we grew up right here. Not, not necessarily in L.A., not necessarily in Vegas, but in the Inland Empire. We've seen the traffic of how many people every weekend clog the 15 freeway to go to Las Vegas, like as a getaway. Oh, yeah. Like, Las Vegas in and of itself knows that that a third or maybe even half of the people that go visit them are coming from California because they're not coming, they're not coming from Arizona. Arizona's got their own fucking, they've got La Plata, they got their own other bullshit, you know, stuff going on. They're not coming I know from, this is like erroneous. They're not I coming from preferred, your state. I always preferred La Plata to Vegas, dude, when we would go as kids with mom and dad. I always preferred La Plata. I feel like we always had, I'm not going to say like a bond, more bonding experiences in La Plata. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I feel like we enjoyed ourselves more in Laughlin than we did in Vegas just because like like dude a lot a lot of the memories for instance I was telling I was telling Roche about one in particular and you're gonna know which one this is right as soon as I start to tell it. When we were in the elevator with that dude. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Thanks a lot, asshole. You, yeah, thanks a lot, asshole. Dude, we were like seven and eight. Nine, ten years old, dude. Bro, what were we doing, dude? And I had this conversation a while ago too. Like, imagine. I have no idea. I have no fucking idea. We were kids, bro, and we were walking around like Las Vegas in Laughlin, going and fucking playing the arcades, and then like at midnight, just going back to the room by ourselves. (laughs) Like, I don't know, that's fucking bad parenting, but Las Vegas and stuff, (laughs) they were built that way, bro. And then, like, it's not, it's no, it's not that way anymore. Like, oh hell no, 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 no. No, that, like I said, like when I had, like, there was a cool minute where we didn't go, like, to Las Vegas, you know, money wise, and then, you know, after high school, just you know, life happened the way it happened. Like, you know, going to Las Vegas wasn't a thing. But then, like, like I said, a few years ago, when I took Adam to go over there, I think we just went on a random vacation. And then the like the next year we went on to go watch him at his baseball tournament. Like I went two or three years in a row, like recently. Yeah. When but when I had like looked, I was like, yo, we're gonna go to an arcade. Like I was like, every hotel's got an arcade for kids. They don't. They're not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, arcades are hard to find. Yeah. Only Excalibur, New York, New York. There's only like four hotels that have that have kid arcades to them. Yeah. And to get into those, you either have to be a guest of the hotel or the parents have to accompany the children in there. Yeah. They won't they there's no longer the kids the kids as if you're a kid or a minor, you can't just roll up in there by yourself. The the security will detain you. Like if you're a kid, they'll they'll detain you. 
Yeah, probably because they've had nothing but issues with fucking people over. Well, not just the fact that parents go and get fucking drunk, wasted, and leave their kids there, but there's people that kidnap kids. There's fucking, uh, there's a lot of drama. Like, I mean, you know, kids getting lost in the hotel. That happens. Well, dude, I remember, I remember when we were a kid, dude, and maybe, maybe I'm getting like stories mixed up, but I remember mom, when we got older, she was saying that something along the lines of something had like scared her and dad from like going to Vegas because there was like a 4th of July weekend where we happened to be in Vegas on Lake Mead that there was a kid. It was like in the late 90s, early 2000s. There was a kid that ended up going missing and he ended up getting found like three or four weeks later fucking dismembered in a dumpster yeah no that that happened bro and they were like yeah this is that's it like we're not doing that no more yeah because, like, well because there is and that was the thing like if you remember when we were we would just go in the arcade fuck around for an entire and then we would just walk back to our room dude one of the one of the things that i remember that's just how it is that's just how it was there was no Mom, used that. to give us like 20 bucks when we were at the riverside hotel in laughlin because they had the arcade and the movie theater in the fucking hotel. So we wouldn't, they like staying there because we didn't even have to leave the hotel to do shit. Right. Right. No, that, yeah, I remember that. The bottom floor, they had that badass prime rib buffet. I remember that one. And then the top floor, they had the, like, a whole floor was an arcade. And then they had the movie theater. So, like, yeah, I think dude, that was the Riverside. Yeah, I'm telling you, I shit you not. Like, there's dude like I, I don't know what's gone on with my memory over the last couple of years like it's just shot dude like i have horrible short-term memory but i can fucking walk you through that hotel the top floor the arcade and you pass that long hallway to the fucking movie theater and then it was shaped like a giant L with screens all over the place. So it was only like six or seven screens. I, I honestly think that movie theater is bigger than the one Rache and I have here. Yeah, no, I think it only had six screens. Yeah, which is the the fucking movie theater we have here has six screens. As a matter of fact, one, a... of, one of the last times we were there, I, we, I watched, I think me and you watched, we watched Tokyo Drift. Yeah, that was one of the last movies we've seen there. And I remember they had that stupid reddish carpet. They had one bar for food. You got like popcorn and hot dogs and pickles and then sodas and shit. You pay up front the fucking the courtesy convenience stand right there is for where you get all your shit. That was there. And then you, there's one hallway straight. There's movie theaters on it and you make a left and that's it. That's it. That's all the movie theaters in the whole fucking place. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's why mom and dad always let us go there because like they just like they gave us like 40 bucks and we would go down and or we would go up to the top floor and spend like fifteen bucks on games, and then yeah, bro. But there was no, there was nobody even paying attention to what we were doing. No, there really wasn't, dude. Like we were, we would wander around. Like we'd be in the arcade for like two hours until we were literally done playing games, and then we would go grab like a slice of pizza and a hot dog and popcorn with a soda, and then watch a movie. And like we would be gone for like five hours. And fucking movies back then were two hours long, right? Like, I know, the, but that, so that's like, why that shit is over in Las Vegas. Yeah. Because it, it ain't no motherfucker doing that anymore, bro. Like, 
it, the rules have changed. Like I said, I didn't know that that had happened, but uh, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> like they full yeah. on. If you roll two up to a kid arcade, like they want to see who you are because they don't want you just picking up a random kid, like saying, "Hey, that's my kid." Yeah. Like there's a whole, there's a whole thing to it. Like you have to check your kid in with an ID, or you have to be, you have to go in there with them. Yeah. And there's security up in there too. Like it's a whole thing. Like it's not, it's not as easy as like, oh, I just go to the arcade. Like hell no. Like even if you just roll up in there on the arcade bar, so they still check you. They don't know who the fuck, what the fuck you're doing in there. Yeah. Especially if there's kids. You know what I mean? I remember mom. Mom told us. Told, I think she was. She was telling the story when when Rache and I visited for a honeymoon. Uh, she was telling us that when Adam was young, like we, this was like you were already like working full time, and I had just gotten out of high school, so it was probably two thousand seven, two thousand six, two thousand seven. So like we were already fully grown and like independently doing stuff on our own away from mom dad as like as far as like that we didn't do their trips with them anymore um i believe they had gone to the excalibur i think that's where this story took place and they had because they had that that like uh knights of the inn daycare downstairs and uh she had dropped adam off there so her and dad could go grab a bite to eat. And I, I think they were with someone when this all happened. And after she and dad got done gambling and, and well, she mainly gambled. Dad didn't hardly ever gamble from what I remember. And uh, so she like gambled. I don't know if he went to go grab a beer or what. And then they went out to eat after they ate at their buffet. They were there for like an hour chatting and shit. Mom sent dad to the daycare to go get Adam. And he like he got down there, and they were like, "No, we're not letting him go. You're not. You're not who dropped him off." Oh, he kept he kept asking for Adam, but his they had to fucking she mom had to check Adam in by his legal name. Right. The dad was down there fucking asking and asking and asking, and they were like, "No, there's no one by the name of Adam here. There's no one under that name." Like, so then like the fucking hotel security tripped out on him. They're fucking like one. I don't know if they're arrest him or nothing like that. But they were just all around hassling him. And he was like, you know, fucking fuck you and just all this shit. So then dad is calling mom. Mom's calling dad. They're fucking playing phone tag. So like 40 minutes goes by, dude. They're not letting Adam go with dad. He fucking finally comes up to the room. He's storming, dude. Fucking like steaming. And he tells mom, you need to go get him because they're not letting me fucking have him and just all this fucking shit. And I remember when she was telling this story, I was thinking like, well, yeah, they probably had to do that because of all the fucking horror stories of, you know, kids getting taken and, and or shit or worse and, you know, all this stuff. Like we we live in a different world today. Well, yeah, dude, yeah. And we did. We did then. And as much as it sucks to say that there shit like obviously there's always been like generations of ugliness, like to, especially towards kids and, and to women, you know. But, like, when you take a f- random 4th of July trip in the early 2000s or late 90s, early 2000s, where we go to Vegas and ride around the general vicinity where we were, a kid ends up fucking murdered, missing, and dismembered in the summer 
you know, obviously that's not the only story. That's probably just one of the only ones we heard. There's probably a lot more than that. And I don't blame them. I mean, yeah, dad wouldn't like that. And mom was all jacked up about it. And then they were all jacked up. And it's a story that she ended up telling later. But you taking into consideration all the things that have happened with kids in the last 10 or 15 years. Dude. I mean, yeah, these stories are always there, but they're more, I feel like they're more. Well, you, you got what you got to take into consideration is like Vegas can't have that happen, especially <laughs> if it's gr- growing. You know, it's one thing like if you're slopping and you're not growing, and it's just one horror story. Like, okay, but well, you're not trying to expand. Yeah, you're not trying to become a a global a global. Um, yeah, because Las Vegas right now is a global tourist destination, I think. It, it's becoming there. It's not quite there. It's not, there's still got a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Um, but if you think about the United States in general, like, and like I was telling people, like, it's going to be different for the Raiders going forward. Because, like, if you think about it, a kid growing up in the United States, let's say, let's pick a random ass bullshit state like North Dakota, right? And you're playing at Boise State, you know, college football. And you get a chance to be drafted by a team, right? And your your options are, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, you know, the Houston Texans, or the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Yeah. In your head, I mean, and this is not even have anything. The Raiders not even there yet, but there's clearly only one destination, right? That you would be like, wow, like I'd like to go play there. Like that'd be so cool. Out of those four teams, honestly, it'd probably be Houston to me. If you ask me, bitch. Only because, like, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, we're when we when we look at moving, we're looking toward you know towards that area. I don't honestly, we could fucking end up in Iowa, dude. I don't know. At this point, we can end up anywhere. Just, you know, it's going to matter. Timing is going to be the big one. What we get out of this house, that's going to be another big one. And then just how we feel as far as, like, my current career path and, you know, Rache's current career path. Like, what, you know, what the living situation is as far as, like, cost and what we have. And, you know, finances headed that way. Kids, obviously, that's going to be. That's going to be part of it. Like, there's going to be a lot that's going to play into effect here. But I was, I tried to make the point that, like, if we were to move, like, to a Houston area where it's, like, civilized, where we still could be on, like, the outskirts of, you know, 40 minutes outside of Houston or whatever it would be. Like, everywhere we can go, there's going to be, you know, violence and murders and, you know, all this shit. But... Like we have to take into consideration what we're doing with our fucking lives, you know. And what I what I was always thinking was, right now, dude, we're like an we're like, obviously, the city has an airport and it sucks because they charge you like three times the amount fly out of this motherfucker. It's crazy, dude. But like, like, dude, I looked I looked at uh from IAH, which is Houston International Airport, um. Flights from there to Ontario, California, one stop on three weeks notice is like 310 bucks, dude, which isn't bad. It That would be at that rate, unless I drove my fucking car there, 
that's right around the money that you're going to spend there and back mm-hmm. in gas. And, you know, that's three weeks in advance. If you buy it three months in advance, you probably get it for 210 bucks, probably 240 bucks, you know, rough, roughly right around that. And, you know, all fact checking aside, obviously, this is just, uh, you know, random, I mean, right roundabout numbers, but like my, my goal would be to get us in a place where we can go to music or we can go to concerts and have music, have like life around us. But also like if I, if I were to take my exact job now to California with what I'm making, which we were able to buy a home here, we were able to get into a home here. If I took what I'm making now and went to California, we could only ever rent. And I don't really want to do that just because like, I want to, I want to be able to give my kids what I feel like is the same life that you and I had when we were growing up. And that was, we never had to live in an apartment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These are things that I think about now as an adult, like we never had to live in an apartment. We, you know, mom and dad were home most fucking nights. Fucking we, we always had food on the table, like all that shit. Like, if I take all these things in consideration, like obviously that knocks off five states of the United States right off the fucking bat. We can't move there. So that's like Boston, New York, California, and then like Florida. So those fucking states are gone. And then there are, <laughs> then there are states. Bro, like, you could move to Las Vegas. There's a fucking ghetto part of Las Vegas. Oh, dude. I, I mean, yeah, Vegas, but like the heat. I want to get away from the heat, dude. I. You want to go north? I don't know north, but I don't want. Dude, we live in a desert right now. I don't want to move to another one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's. I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. Like, I I looked at Salt Lake for a long time because, like, dude, every tour goes through Salt Lake. And then, you know, I have there's multiple facilities in my company that I work for now. There's multiple in, in, in Utah and all that. And, like, it's actually pretty reasonable to live there in some places, some places not reasonable, but then also it's only eight hours from you guys. You know what I'm saying? Right now we're 12, 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And if we moved it anywhere in Texas where I think we could, then we're like 20 hours from you guys, but I would just fly. Honestly, I would just fucking fly. And, uh, just because it is at that rate, you know, driving there and back, you, um, other than short notice, like you're going to fucking pay for short notice, but, driving you know you're looking at 350 bucks or more or more probably more if especially if we get bigger vehicles and all that shit but i don't know man i honestly don't know like if california wasn't so jacked up with housing market and living wage and all this shit like you have to take into consideration man like we were able to establish ourselves here in this short amount of time we could not do that both of us working really good jobs in California within reason. I mean, like, yeah, you have like Andy and Teresa who, you know, congrats to them on buying their house. You know, I'm, I'm fucking happy for them. I'm proud of them. And you know, they, they did that on their own, but I don't want to be stuck in a mortgage for 45 years, dude. Not, not paying 1200 bucks a month. That's craziness, dude. Craziness. Yeah. You can get cheap housing, but you got to move fucking far, bro. Yeah. I mean, like Apple Valley and beyond, bro. Like, like Atalanto. 
or well, or Hammett or somewhere. The, Banning. There's a sister. Ah, they're not really a sister company. They're they're another company that I have talked to. Uh, I'm not gonna say talk to you about working for them. I never did that, but I've talked to you about like, you know that they're if I were to ever switch companies, they are still in the realm of parts that I deal with for my job. They are called Allied. There is an Allied in Ontario, California, dude. A big ass one. And with the knowledge that I know now. I wouldn't accept less than 60 grand a year to work for them because I know what they sell. I'm familiar with everything that they sell for the most part and, you know, metal grades and all that shit. But there's one in Ontario randomly. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had to get a quote for some material from them <laughs> from the one in, from the one in Ontario. Cause it was like six 30 at night over here. And they close it like, Pretty much like the fucking dude hung up the phone with me, emailed me a quote, and then he fucking clocked out for the day. That was oh, it. shit. So like, they were, they were the only one. Like the Texans locate, the Texas locations were closed. All the East Coast locations were closed because I deal with with them mainly out of Houston. But, uh, yeah, they redirected me to California to get pricing because I needed pricing, and their pricing is universal in all their states and all their company, and. uh we were talking and, you know, dude was like, where are you from? And I was letting him know. And then I asked him, you know, it was kind of like a courtesy. And he was like, oh, I'm in Ontario. And I was like, Canada? And he said, no, California. And dude, like right off the bat, we fucking started talking. And I was like, yeah, dude, I fucking right off the of Hope Boulevard and the 10 freeway, maybe seven or eight minutes off that, you know, where I worked for almost nine or 10 years with my brother right there and he was like no fucking way dude like there's a Carl's Jr. on Milliken just above the 60 freeway and I was like dude we've, we've been there before yeah I know where that's at and uh, just like naming all this shit and he was like that's fucking crazy and I was like yeah I just got redirected from the answering service in Houston they attached me to the next available person to speak and it ended up being somebody in Ontario that answered fucking blew my mind dude and uh, well anyway that's way beside the point but I don't know. We'll we'll see, man. I'll de- I'm definitely gonna keep you updated where we end up. But I don't I don't know where yet for sure. Fuck no, man. Yeah, no, I don't I don't have no ambitions in buying a house, bro. It's too much. I just want to get a condo or a town yeah. or a townhome, man. Well, dude, like townhomes right now, they're like a trend. Hey, dude, it's. Like, I'm not gonna hype it up, but I had to deal with fixing the roof here at the pad because those fuckers didn't do right. And then, again, well, no, not again, but throughout the years, like, I mean, they were supposed to do the roof and it didn't fucking work. Yeah. And then, you know, it's you do it's either you do or die. Like, this is how it is. Either you. If you're going to buy a house, right, either you get a brand new one and you finance it up for 30 years and at the end of it, you own it, but then you have to dump in a shitload of more money because no house is built to last forever. Yeah. Like, you have to dump in money on top of money, fix piping, fix roofing, fix windows, fix flooring. 
everything. Like you're basically gonna build a whole house, but at your own pace, and whatever yeah. fucks up first. Or you could buy a house that you need to fix up right away, and just continually fix it off and on the entire time you have it for thirty years. Yeah, and probably at the end of it have to fix more shit and try to sell it or keep it and just keep fixing it. But it's, it's either you do or die. Like, you know, it's based on what you want to do. Pay a little bit more up front and get a new house and fix it down the road or get old house, pay a little bit less, fix it as you go and then fix it again when you're done. Uh-huh. And you, you're stuck with those options. It is not, it's not worth it, man. Like you got a house over there, and but it's cheap, and you're fixing it up right now as you go. But still, at the end of the th- at the end of twenty years, you can end up redoing all that bullshit again. Well, I'm not, that's I'm where not that's where I'm at. If you get a condo or a townhome, that all that shit's done, it's included. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. Like, especially since just gutting the bathroom and remodeling it, dude, it's created such a clusterfuck of mess. Yeah, dude. Like it's house. It's not just a financial thing. It's like you're going to have to get termited. So there's going to be a week that you're not at your house. It's going to have to be, or, you know, not termited, fumigated, or you're going to have to do the roof again. Like people are going to be climbing all over your fucking house for a fucking week. You have to do the windows at some point. Um, And some of that shit is trivial, but then again, you have to do the painting. You're going to have to fucking paint. The guy that redid our bathroom, it took him a month, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, uh, we're never going to use that motherfucker again, dude. We're really not. Like, that was with my dude, because, like, Rache and I both work all the time. And if I if it weren't for my father-in-law, like, shit wouldn't have moved like it did. And they would probably, they would still be here, the dudes remodeling our bathroom. It was a family friend. I mean, the, the dude did good work. He just took, like, the Uncle Paul approach, dude. Bro. He would show up, like, 10, 11, work for two hours, take a two-hour lunch, and then would come back, like, at one thirty or 2. And then, yeah, he'd, he'd, some nights he would work, like, dude, I was getting home from work, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night or later, and they would still be here, but... I was like, are they fucking, I couldn't, I couldn't put it together. Like when my father-in-law wasn't here, why they were here for so long with as little being done. And then like, again, I'm not going to knock the guy as a person, but we won't use him again. I mean, cause we, uh, I don't think you, I think you, you saw our master bedroom, but you didn't, and you may have seen the bathroom in it. No, I didn't see the bathroom. I mean, we have, a, we have a little tiny bathroom. Dude. It's just like a fucking practically a urinal it's a toilet and a sink and that's it dude and uh like we bought extra material to redo that little bathroom too just the, even just the tile and the and the walls and shit and we went into the this first bathroom our main bathroom you know under the context of if this dude kills it for an extra 500 or 750 bucks to get both bathrooms done we would do it and we would let him do it and it was like a it was essentially like a working interview, I guess. And yeah, he's not gonna get it. He's not like fuck it, bro. Fuck it. it. Sucks, dude. I mean, 
good guy, but God damn, dude. Like, at the end of it, I was just like, they need to be done. Like, we were supposed to have, like, our whole fucking house back in order for our appraisal. That didn't happen. We do. We didn't even put up our Christmas tree this year. We ended up buying like a fifteen dollar one badass little tree from Walgreens and putting it up on the kitchen table because dude, our fucking house was a construction zone. He like he joked when he first got here, like that dude. He started like the Monday after Thanksgiving, and he finished two days after Christmas, bruh. (laughs) And. uh, he made the joke when he first got here, like, oh, we're, we're going to be long gone before Christmas. Like, rest assured. And no. No, I weren't. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. That's just how it is, dude. Like, buying a house, you have to do all of that. If buying a townhome, you do do it somewhat, like, stuff on the inside, like painting, lights, electrical, and some kind of the bulk of it, they take off like 50% of the pressure of, of a house. The outside, the landscaping, the roof, uh, the utilities running to the house, like that's is taken care of. Yeah. Because if you buy the town home, the town, that's what the town homes are. You don't get the yard spacing that you would like. I don't really want a big yard, dude. Like we have a big yard here at the house. Um, have a big yard at you know at the yard at the yard and it's just like it's just a lot of shit you have to do to keep it going and I don't know how motherfuckers get grand ideas of moving out to like you know like motherfuckers like oh I'm gonna move to like such place and get like an acre like and I don't want no neighbors or two acres like like okay do you really fucking know like how to take care of like a backyard that's fucking an acre? Like it, that shit's that shit's crazy to me. Like to me, that is it, it's so fucking it's it's so fucking crazy. I'm like I don't understand how people could do that. I I get the flip side of it. Like if you grew up in you know in a big city, right? Like you know there was like seven of you living in like a two bedroom apartment in L.A. There was nowhere to park. And you can hear your neighbors, and there's people climbing on top of people, right? And, and you're like, "No, nah, I'm gonna get away from that. I'm gonna go to where there's nobody living near me." Like, I get, I get that aspect of it, but if, if for that to be the only reason moving out there, like that, that does it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I can't, I can't see myself as an older person moving into a place where it's like, "Hey, you got to take care of two acres of land." And it's like, bro, I could barely take care of the fucking quarter of an acre I have it right now in Fontana. Like, no way. No. No fucking way. What the fuck do you do with the other couple of acres? Like, like Shay's parentals, that dude, their their house and their yardage is fucking a lot. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like way too much. They have like a whole side of the house where like they didn't. We didn't even drive up on the side of it, you know, like how you go in, they drive up on the gravel side, and then around yeah. towards the back. Well, there's a whole other side, like where their kitchen is, like on that back side of that. Yeah. 
that I just like looked out the window and I was like, yo, there's grass over there. Who the fuck cuts it? <laughs> like, and I don't even know what's on that side of the land. I'm like, bro, like, like hell no, just bro. Like, real just hell land. no. That's just, it's just it's a waste of land. Like, there's not even, I don't even know if there's a pool over there or fucking like swing sets for grandkids or anything. Yeah, there's nothing, dude. But, I mean, it's like, it's a giant area that, like, it's like, holy fuck, bro, like, like, what do you do with all that? Dude, imagine this. They moved from Iowa for one quarter of the amount of land that they had over there. Bro. To over here. Bro. No they way, had no like, way dude. No they way. had a creek or a fucking ravine river. That was on like the back side of their property. That was their part of the river. Part of a creek. I don't think they had like boats and shit down there or nothing, but they had like part of a river on the back side of their house. That was like an acre one way. And then my father-in-law had a shop there where he like canned his vegetables and he did. I mean, the guy does a lot of shit. Yeah, I know. I I know Shay was telling me that, like, they were, like, farmers or something. Yeah. And I was she like, had... that's cool, I guess, but it's still, it's too much land, bro. How much fucking farming can you actually do? He had a shit, it wasn't even a shit, it was a fucking building, dude. I have, the warehouse I work in now is smaller than his fucking shit, dude. His big ass barn. It was, like, 4,500 square feet. That's insane, bro. And they had like like they they got to the point where their canning was like in the five gallon Home Depot bucket sized pails of like tomatoes and corn and cucumbers and pickles and everything all kinds of shit onion watermelon the whole nine where they would like season it and can it and store it and like just vats and vats at a time of crushed tomatoes and just all this shit and uh yeah when they moved I get Theodore he you know my father-in-law he opened up like all these pieces on his property and was like you know the church that they're in he was like you guys can just take whatever you guys want and gave to like all the needy families and like probably gave up like probably fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars of canned goods that they had worked for years and summers and winters on on storing it and you know canning it up and all that shit. Bro. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking nuts. insane. Dude, it's, it's fucking insane, bro. I don't understand the land the land the land usage, bro. Like I, I like I like I say I'm gonna just get a condo. I'll fucking call it a day dude. As long as we got like three rooms or four rooms and Enough to park like two cars in a little backyard. Yeah, a little that's it, bro. That's not, that's my goal. <laughs> uh, the actual goal is to get like three of them or uh-huh. four of them, and just have fucking people rent those bitches out, and then I just live in one. But definitely, I'm just gonna get one of my own. Bruh. And that's it, bro. I mean, that's just that's my that's my goal. Because buying a house is not is not worth it, bro. Like, oh, oh. buying a house is some noble ideal. Like, it's one of the, like, and I'm not, like, it's not a hipster mindset, but it's one of these ideals that, like, 
we grew up around like oh you have to get a house like when you get married and have kids like who the fuck says that yeah like nobody in new york has their own fucking house bro i mean there are houses and shit but it's not like a house like you would think you know what i mean like san francisco san francisco is the same way like you own the little house you're in but it's not like a house like how we how we see it with the front yard and the backyard and all that bullshit like literally it's just like and i'm pretty sure that they even have backyards but they're not that big but yeah. it's just like houses, houses, and you get a little garage, and you live inside a house. Left in the kid. When I when I think of like New York or San Francisco, I think of uh, that movie War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise when he's playing baseball with his son in the backyard, and they're playing catch, and. Uh, like, I think they, they intentionally show it that way as kind of, like, satire. Because I've noticed, like, a lot of Tom Cruise's movies, they have, like, uh, like a tone of, like, satirical. Because he produces a lot of the movies that he's in. Yeah. And he it has, like, a satirical, social vibe to it. So, for instance, they're playing baseball in the backyard. And the camera always, I mean, it doesn't always do it, but it pans, like, the angles and you know, direction of it are to show like where they're playing and have lived a lot of their lives. They're playing baseball like 30 feet away is a fence and their next door neighbor who's outside like mowing his lawn or some shit. Yeah. And a lot of his movies that, and that comes from Scientology where they feel like it's like a superiority complex as far as like they need land, they need this, they need that. And you know, a lot of his movies where he plays like a divorcee or whatever it is, which is the, what's the case in that movie they show like that we're essentially caged animals. And then like, you know, then you start getting into like cattle, cattle mentality. We're like, we're, we're, we were just evaporated by this fucking alien race. And, uh, but a lot, anyway, like from, from like a, a social standpoint, we're like, people are so condensed into and clustered into these areas and their, you know, their whole life is within like a 3,000 foot area, essentially. You know, they have like an 1,100 square foot home and then like a, a 50 by 30 square for a backyard. And it's just fenced off and that's it. And there's chain link fences and they fucking, you look to your left, you see five neighbors down. You look to your right, you see seven neighbors down, you know, make up a whole block. And uh, when I think about like New York or sec- uh, San Francisco, I think of that where you got absolutely no privacy. You got absolutely no land. And, dude, I mean, we, like, for instance, for us, dude, for us, for you and I, specifically for you and I, we, there was one job, and I remember this particularly, it was for Glenn. It was in, I want to say it was in Temecula, or was in, in Yukaipa. It was... Uh, Roche and I were already like way talking at this time, but it was a mini dig and he skipped, he like double booked. So like we finished one job at like one or two in the afternoon and we immediately jumped over to another one. And I remember this one, they didn't want their lawn ruined. So he put uh, sheets of plywood down for the mini to cross over. Okay. The pool was shaped. It was a rectangle and it was shaped like an L. And it was like three and a half to four and a half foot deep. 
And I remember he he would say, and you and I laughed about it way later, he was saying to square the square because they had intentionally saw cut the concrete because, like, the forms were, like, on the, up against the side of the house, that front side of a patio of their little deck. Um, the forms, we had to put the stakes in sideways because, like, the forms were right up on that concrete. And uh, and then on the other side of the yard, like where we were turning the bobcat to get in the backyard, we tied off the rose bush so that way the roses wouldn't get damaged. Okay. And uh, anyway, when we put that pool into that backyard, there was just going to be like when it was all said and done, there was going to be the three feet off the off the wall on the back side of the on the back side, and then like right up on their back door, there was going to be like fucking three foot of of area. And they were going to have their patio and the pool. And that was their whole fucking backyard, dude. By the time everything was going to be done, that was going to be the whole backyard. Yeah. When I think about, like, small condominium-sized homes or, you know, like a one-tenth of an acre, I think of that shit because, like, dude, like, if you ever, ever want to put, like, a swing set or anything in your backyard or, like, a dog run... I mean, dude, we have dug pools in your backyards that are a smaller area than what Drogo has for his dog run right now. Right. And that blows my fucking mind, dude. Blows my fucking mind. Yeah, but your guys' house, like, I didn't see your backyard, but it's not, like, crazy big. Like, that's an okay size. Yeah. But anything, anything bigger than that, bro, is too much. Not like anything bigger, but like, like our our house in Fontana. I mean, you know, the front yard is big, and then we've got a good sized backyard. Like, it's on the cusp of it being too much. (laughs) But it's just it's the combination of that. Then you have to take care of the house, the inside of it. Like we don't live in a big property here, but anything bigger than what we got is too much. Like, it's way too much. It's it's retarded big. Like, I don't know why you would want anything bigger than that. You know what I mean? I mean, for us, I don't know necessarily. I mean, yeah, we want a little, a bit more land, but it's just so, like, we have some room to stretch, dude. I mean, right now, like, I feel like we have a good-sized backyard. Obviously, I wish it were a little bigger, so Juggle had more room. That's that's the big one. And I would like to get another dog. At some what, what happened to the little one you guys got? Uh, Rache's sister took him. Uh, like he was an inside dog he was a tiny dog dude I mean he's just a little bit bigger than Bogue but he didn't get along with Drogo and then like and then that's like most important because like dude Drogo's a good dog man like Pitbulls always get this hard stupid rap but like he's a good fucking dog dude and this little fucking mutt just didn't get along I mean he, that dog was a good dog too but he wanted to be like the only dog and he didn't get along with Drogo. He was, like, snapping and snarling and, like, trying to attack him. And, like, like Drogo would give him this look like we were dying, dude. Me and Rache were dying because, like, we're... Drogo would look at him like, you need to knock that off because you are a snap. <laughs> like, because you're fucking, you're one bite, one chop. Yeah, dude, like, 
like, dude, one one night about a year ago, me and Rache were at the the school right here by where we live. We were we were walking Drogo, and this dude had this big old pit bull just running around the school, uh, no leash, no nothing. He was like having him like chase the ball and shit, and uh, the dog like looked over as he was like playing with his owner, and he looked over at Drogo and like he made. He made like that territorial, like puffing his chest up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like he got, like, was like looking at him, like square up, square up. And uh, we walked Drogo over there, and then like we turned, and the dog like Drogo turned to look at him, and then like the dog darted, and like we were, uh, Drogo was probably maybe thirty percent smaller than this other dog, and the dog was charging right at Rache. And Drogo, like, jumped in front of Roche to be, like, protective. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he set his hind legs down into the ground. And, like, his legs were all flexed up, you know? And, like, he, he like, turned his chest upward to, like, in, like, a defensive stance. And, like, I seen the dog probably, like, four or five seconds before he actually got to us. And I immediately started yelling at this dude, like, watch your fucking dog. And, dude, like, I'm not even going to fucking lie to you. Like, I love animals, dude. I took one step and I turned up and I took like a running start and I kicked the fuck out of that dog like hard I dude I was probably the hardest I've ever kicked anything in my life because he was like charging right at my person you know what I'm saying and then like Joe was right there to be like super protective I kicked the fuck out of that dog and then like dude like enough to where like I caught like straight up ribs dude it wasn't like a head or nothing I caught like straight of ribs and I lifted that dog up off the ground and he flipped the other way. I kicked the fuck out of that dog. And like he, you know, he was like, you know, whining and wincing and all that. And he ran back to his owner and I like fucking yelled. I was like, you watch your fucking dog. And the guy didn't say anything because he knew, he knew that we were in the right. His dog came over. And I'm going to protect mine, you know, my, our family. And uh, so we went on with our lives and shit. But, you know, since then, I, you know, I come to this realization like, I want our dog to have a bigger area to be able to roam and not just be stuck in a 20 by 20 area. So that's, that's, that's our main thing, dude. And, you know, again, that's why we're eyeballing Texas. That's why we eyeballed Utah just because, you know, or you're even Iowa, just, just because like we could get a bigger piece of land and set a bigger area off for the dog, but then like also put up like a deck in the backyard or like a casita almost. So that way we could have, you know, cause I do that. That's one of the things I miss about living from California to here. And I haven't been able to do is like, I want to be able to like barbecue outside. Obviously I have a barbecue and shit set up here, but like. Get out of the fucking desert. I bro. know that's, that's it. Like realistically fall, like from like February to March. And then, like, September to November is really the only times where you're not going to be frying outside. I mean, yeah, like, we barbecued out in the summer. We, we barbecued for 4th of July. It was 112 degrees outside. We were out there grilling. I don't prefer cooking in the summer like that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, I prefer when it's, like, 80 degrees or 85, you know, but eh, we'll see. Bro, 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 bro. Uh, not this year, but last year when the AC was fucking down. <laughs> Every day was a fucking barbecue, regardless <laughs> of how fucking hot it was. 
I remember, dude. You're sitting every day was a fucking barbecue, and every day was like, bro, we're gonna go eat somewhere where there's air conditioning. <laughs> you you sent me a, some pictures during that time, and you're like standing out in the backyard, and you're like old reliable, and you're standing out in the backyard sweating with no shirt on, and you had like it was a selfie of you in the barbecue. <laughs> Bro, there was no, there was no other option, bro. It was either star or fucking barbecue, but nobody was cooking in the inside. Yeah. And I, think, I think mom made that mistake like a few times cooking, and the house just didn't wouldn't get less than like hundred degrees. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Adam and mom and everybody was like, okay, like we we, were, we would shower at night just to be able to sleep for a few hours. He said that one night you guys got home real late. It was like Adam had a game or something. And so you guys had the windows and doors all locked up for like what was going to be almost for the night. You guys got back like at 830. It, yeah, bro. it was like 70 degrees outside and the house was like 85 or 90 inside. And that you guys <laughs> opened up all the windows and doors and like it just it was colder. It was cooler outside than it was inside. Yeah, that would happen on the regular. <laughs> yeah, but you can't you can't live like that, bro. That's fucking brutal, dude. Now we got the AC fixed. Um, it's 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 great, bro. Like I don't know how the people did it back in the olden days, but living without AC wow. is a fucking brutal. Go. Oh. It's brutal, bro. Bruh. <laughs> Dude, but okay, check this out. Going into 2019, like, I'm going to wrap it up with my goals. The my, One of my goals is, like I said, I was going to uh, lose enough weight to jump out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't achieve, I didn't achieve hardly any of my fucking goals from last year. Cause I wanted to finish writing my book, which I never... Got back to you, yeah. and I still have it. Um, another one was to lose enough weight, but I didn't. I didn't really start accomplishing shit till like late this year. Yeah, which I don't see it as a failure, but I don't see it as like I waited too long. Like you said, I waited too long to do anything about going to a gym or anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then I had goals of like I was like, well. I was, I'll start being with somebody like a little bit more steady and then that didn't pan out. Uh, as far as the business, everything was good as that. I mean, that was kind of a goal too to get things in order and everything has been in order. Yeah. But I mean, this year going forward, I mean, one of us lose weight. Another one is, uh, you know, figuring out fucking traveling this year, you know, because I'm really going to, I'm really going to step forward in the fucking, taking my trip to fucking Japan. You want to go to Japan? Yeah. Dead, fucking dead set on it, bro. Tokyo. Bruh. Like, I've had my passport and I haven't done anything with it, but I mean, I may take it off to Mexico, but I think Japan's realistically coming in the next, maybe not this year coming up, but probably the year after 2020. Yeah. Dude, that'll be dope, man. Um, fucking, 
Yeah, that that's coming up. Um, there's just a bunch of shit. Like the other goals I had going into the new year was just fucking rediscovering fucking you know bullshit. Like not necessarily life, but I have I had kind of gotten bogged down with music. Yeah. In a sense that, like, and I don't know if this is. Like a thing that yeah you come across, but like I listen to like and now that it's hey, now that it's available like at this at the tip of your fingertips. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, bro, like something will come across my head. Like I'm like, oh, I want to listen to Metallica, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you have access to all of the entire album, so it's kind of hard to pick what you want to listen to. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, well, I'll just listen to, like, their top five songs. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good mix, right? Yeah. But you don't listen to necessarily, you don't pick, like, oh, all I have is Ride the Lightning, and it's on CD form, so you can't, you know, or it's on tape, or it's on, it's on the radio. Like, you can only listen to certain songs. Yeah. In the songs you may or may not want to listen to, but you end up listening to me. You know that's how it goes. Now you have Spotify and Apple and YouTube. Like, hey, knock it off. Who's he barking at? I don't know what the fuck is going on about. But like, Spotify changed all that, <laughs> and like, so you get to listen to what you want to listen to. You're like, oh, I want to listen to such and such album, right? Like. And you can get to it, and you can get to it quick. And the music gets done quick. Like that's why I kind of been on like this random shuffle. Like it's good because it keeps me on my toes. I don't know what's coming next, but it's usually good. So I I got kind of bogged down in the music. Like like I didn't not that I didn't necessarily want to listen to heavy music, uh-huh. or that I was trading out or anything, but it was kind of like. I hadn't, there wasn't anything new. Yeah. And this year, like, and going into 2019, like, I got plenty of new music, bro. Like, there's still Kubla Khan is still there, Wage War. Like, I had discovered a lot of new music this year. And then, like, not to, not to be like a homer or anything, but I did, I discovered Spite, like, at the end of the year. Yeah. Bro. And Slaughter to Prevail, bro. But, like, I ended the year on a really good, like, musical fucking... No. A musical, no, a reawakening, bro. Like, like, and I kind of like that going forward, like, into the new year. Like, I'm taking that into the new year, like... Like, thank God, like, things happen the way they happen, because on, on the musical side of things, like, I may have been, I may have not gone to... You know, assuming, assuming, like, uh... You know, things have worked out, I, and I and I have a full time girlfriend now. I probably wouldn't have gone to the second night of the December decimation tour. I wouldn't have gone to go see System of a Down when I went to go see them. You know, yeah. Because there's there's other things you want to do with the person that you're with. You know, some things get chopped out. Concerts would have gone chopped out. I picked up the concerts and picked up just the music in general, and like. I landed in a good place. Like I would have gotten bogged down with music even worse had 
things trended that way, you know, I probably would have been like, no, I only want to go see Bleeding Through and just nothing else, right? Uh-huh. But that didn't happen. Now I didn't get bogged down with music. Now, now I feel like full-blown, like, a fucking reawakening of music, bro. I feel you. Like, there's some fucking good music out there right now, like, that I was like, God damn it, like, where the fuck has this been, like, <laughs> that nobody fucking said anything, like, holy shit, like, I'm just discovering it now, like, like, bro, what the fuck? Well, right now, dude, I am fucking with heavily, they're heavily in the rotation, Wage War and Four Today. Those are, those are my, one of my big twos right now. And then a lot of these, a lot of the occasion. Bro, I put the way I put wage war down, right? Like, like honestly, motionless and white is good too. Like, I I like their style, not necessarily like, not gonna go and be their fan. biggest fan of all time or ever or anything like that. Yeah. But I, for whatever reason, I like I like what they got to say. I like, like their style. I like their style. I put them down, and I put wage war down, like. You know, because I have, you know, other bands come up, Slaughter to Prevail, um, Emir. Like, there's other music that popped up in its, in like, I just was re listening to Motionless and White, and I just listened to Wage War, the whole album. Like, I worked out to it not yesterday, but the day before on Thursday. Yeah. I was working out, or on maybe it was Friday. Uh, I was working out. I worked out to wage war. Like that's what I had bumping. Yeah. When I when I was grinding my workout, bro. I feel you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop you a few bands for you to check out. Let me know what you, what you think after you get a a full on musical taste of them. Because like that's the thing. Now when we talk and you mention these bands, dude, I go and listen to them. Like I go. Like, especially, like, bands like Spite and Slaughter to Prevail, who are bands that I had listened to before. But then, like, I I feel like I wasn't, like, kind of like where I'm at with Four Today right now, where, like, I never paid attention to them. And I feel like a fucking idiot now. You know what I'm saying? I know. Because, like, I completely skipped over. I could have skewed. That, and that band is completely not a band anymore? They're completely, no, they're like... not a band anymore, dude. They quit. They quit being a band. What the fuck Dude, happened, bro? I seen a picture and I was gonna show it to you. I think I have it. I have it saved in my phone. They went on tour with the Acacia Strain and the Ghost Inside. What the fuck? Both of them, dude. It was one fucking tour. And then, if you remember, uh, right, right when you sent me that one a while ago, it was Chelsea Green, Motionless and White, and I think Impending Dude. Yeah, random, random as shit, dude. And. uh Dude, Motionless and White is not that random. I know they were before, and I know I didn't give them any fucking due justice. But, like, bro, I, I don't know. I was, in that, I was in that mode in those days. Like, I just would completely skip over bands for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. I shouldn't have. No, I agree. I do agree. Like, I look, I look at this stuff now, and I'm like, man, dude, that... Those are three bands that I still like motionless and white for one. And then like you get like to your Kish Strains, Ghost Inside, and Four Today. Like those are bands that I listen to pretty regularly. You know what I'm saying? And then another one who me and Roche or Roche and I got into Vanna towards the end. Dude, I shit you not. 
fucking shit you not. I've looked at their old tours that they've done right around, right before uh, yeah. All Hell came out. So I'd recommend Vanna, especially if you're starting to get into like that more like wage war-ish, today-ish feel where they're heavy. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, at the time, I guess, of the time. You, you know what? It, it, hold on, let's, let's pause it. it. It has to do a lot with Spotify, man. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm on, I'm still on, uh, you know, her, her account. Yeah. And I have, 